Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacey Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking health. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of ThePaleoMom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Hey, listeners, welcome back to the Paleo View. Shockingly, I am also welcoming you, Sarah. How is Paleo FX? Welcome back. It was awesome, as you can probably tell from my like <laughs> croaky good morning voice. That uh, actually, this voice comes just from like wearing my voice out, and I've been home for two days already. So um, this is actually a vast improvement over yesterday. And it literally just I talked to people until I lost my voice. Like it was just just only voice strain that is causing all of this uh, amazing action that you're hearing right now. Um, and uh, the occasional crack of my voice, which is also super fun. Like, like it's, I mean, I think it's, it's, I feel fine. So it feels, it feels fun to play with, but um, it was amazing. And I have to, I have to say like right off the bat, I think we have more than six male listeners. Did I think we've, meet, did you meet one or two? I met, I met so many. It was so <laughs> wonderful. So, um, and female listeners as well. So I just have to, you know, First, off the top of the bat of the show, just thank all of you for coming and finding me at the Strength in Food booth and sharing your stories with me. And just like it was, you know, we said this on the show, I think a few weeks ago, as we were sort of talking about uh, going to Paleo Facts, that meeting, uh, meeting our listeners, like that's always the most um it's just, I mean, it's the most fun of all the people we get to meet because you guys, I'm talking to you listeners now, you're so engaged and you know us so well because you've been listening to our, uh, you know, trials and tribulations for uh, what, over, go almost six years now. And, um, and you know, you, you're, it's kind of like part of being an extended family, even though sometimes we're meeting you for the first time at these events. And, you know, sure enough, at Paleo Effects, I mean, for me, the theme of Paleo Effects was just connection. I just went from amazing conversation to amazing conversation for four straight days, which, again, hence the awesome sounding voice. Um, but but there's this, like, special thing that happens every time I get to meet a podcast listener. And I just want to thank everyone who, who came out to – um, there was actually some podcast listeners at Health Entrepreneurs FX and also many at Pillow FX. And uh, just thanks for for finding me and coming to say hi and, and share your stories and share how much this podcast has meant to you in your lives. And that's a really wonderful thing for me to hear. And now I get to report back to Stacy. Guess what? Turns out people love us and we're making a difference. Aww. I love hearing about it. And I haven't been to Paleo Effects in a couple of years just because it's not really my thing anymore. Um, not that I don't love all of you guys. And I remember really enjoying going to Austin and seeing all of our friends and all that kind of stuff. I just had to take a break, um, as I've talked about, and uh, do more family time and all that kind of stuff. So 
I love living vicariously through you when you get to do all of these <laughs> things. Um, well, I have to say, I mean, and this is, you know, one of the reasons why our, our, our podcast works is because we're not the same. We're not clones of each other. Um, we get along super well, but we actually, you know, have different interests and, um, you know, different lives. And I, I have felt, I felt this paleo effects was like more my thing than any previous paleo effects. Like it just feels like it's jiving with me more and more every year, which is a kind of a, a fun feeling. I just, um, I, I really did get to go from, you know, it, it, amazing conversation to me, like really literally not a break for force, which is again, super excellent voice I've got going. Um, but it, it was amazing. So I had some amazing, uh, potential new collaborate collaborations come out of it. And obviously I won't be able to share anything until those, those are projects that are well underway. Um, but I'm really excited about some of the opportunities that I was afforded through, through that connection. Um, I was able to do a lot of mentorship through the health entrepreneurs event, which is, um, a satellite event from PaleoFX that's designed for uh, entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. And it both sort of incorporates an aspect of um, experts in this sphere sort of sharing our hard-earned knowledge uh, and a sort of a mentorship aspect, but also just a um, just a supportive network. So it really is about uh, – helping to grow this entire community as a whole and rather than seeing each other as uh, competitors in uh, whatever markets we're trying to to cater to, to see each other as colleagues and realize that supporting each other is the best thing that we can do to better serve this community and also spread this message. So it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, amazing um, event to be at and I was honored to be asked to speak again this year. Um, I spoke about uh, work life. My talk was actually called the work, the myth of work life life balance, which was uh, really just me trying to grab people's attention. Because what I talked about was how um, how a lot of us attempt work life balance by you know we work a lot, so we attempt work life balance by adding a lot of life. Right? We add a lot of I'm going to add I'm going to keep working as much as I'm working, but I'm going to add all this family time, and I'm going to get together with my friends more, and I'm going to do all of these extra you know hobby things that I've been wanting to do. And we end up spreading ourselves even thinner than uh, if we did what we're actually supposed to do, which is like self care. So what I tried to do was like shift shift what people think work life balance is into more. This is about self care, and I um, had a bunch of statistics coming from uh, performance and productivity research, uh, which was really fun for me to to look up. And I will I will probably uh, try to do like a. Uh, homemade version of this talk because I don't think it was filmed to be able to share online uh, with my slides and everything. But to really like go through all of this research showing um, how your cognition and memory and problem-solving abilities and collaborative capacity, teamworking capacity, um, creativity, how that all declines when you haven't had enough sleep. And there's actually some really interesting statistics showing that as much as like a 30 minute sleep deficit can impact your cognitive performance, which like really emphasizes if you're an entrepreneur in this space. And I mean, you're, you're trying to, 
you know, launch a business and market to, um, you know, a specific group of people, you want them to know about your message, you need to be on point, you know, mentally, like you, you really do need to be, um, uh, you need to have everything aligned. And so getting enough sleep is like one of the best things you can do for your productivity. So you'll get more done per amount of time. You'll be more efficient. And then you can say the exact same thing about exercise, although in that regard, the the, um, the research really shows that uh, being – there's a small effect from acute exercise. So there's a small effect from – you know, oh, my brain's really foggy. I'm going to go out, you know, for a, a brisk walk and then come back and I'll feel better. And that there certainly is a measurable effect. But the bigger effect is just from regular exercise. So just being a person who does, you know, have an active lifestyle that that improves cognition. So why it's important to make time for some kind of activity every day. And then the stress um, research is really interesting because, um, you know, acute stress actually clarifies the brain. <laughs> Right. So you can think of evolutionarily speaking, uh, a lion is suddenly there. You want to be able to do really excellent decision making in that situation. But then chronic stress dulls decision making, inhibits memory, uh, makes you a, a very bad multitasker. So you really lose the ability to switch between tasks really quickly. So dealing with chronic stress becomes really important. So my my talk for the, the entrepreneurs was really a pitch to um, practice self-care with lifestyle. I kind of assumed that everybody there had their diets pretty dialed in, so I didn't address diet, but it was really about, um, you know, making sure that we do these other things that help us be better. Like we're better at our jobs when we've taken the time and, you know, fair warning, there's an adjustment period. So if any listeners, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, um, you know, we've talked about exercise, sleep, and stress management on this show approximately a bajillion times. But if you're if you're listening and suddenly this argument is actually making go, oh maybe maybe I really should. Like maybe the lifelong health risks wasn't wasn't quite as as motivating as I will perform better. There's, by the way, uh, physical performance improvements with all of these things as well. So cognitive performance and physical performance tend to go hand in hand. So if that is more of an immediate motivator for dialing in any lifestyle um, aspects that still need uh, tweaking for your life, then know that there is a, a bit of a lag time between when you start making these changes and when you really see the, the improvement in performance. So it, it takes a while to pay off a sleep debt. It takes a while for your um, resilience to stress to really improve once you start working on stress management. Uh, it takes a while to develop that level of physical fitness that actually translates to improved cognition. So do know that you're probably looking at a few weeks. Um, some, you know, my experience is, is typically that it's about two weeks, but it, it's going to be it's going to vary for other people where at first it feels like you're taking all this extra time away from work to do all these other things, to sleep, to go to the gym, to uh, practice practice uh, resilience activities like meditation or nature walks or laughter time or cuddling. And, and you feel like you, f you feel that same kind of spread thin as you do when you're, when you're trying the old fashioned work life balance where you just work hard, play hard. Uh, so it takes, it takes a little dedication to kind of get over that hump. And then all of a sudden you notice, Oh, like I just got way more done in an hour than I ever used to. 
And so do know that there's there's a bit of lag time between when you start to prioritize lifestyle and when you really see that improvement in cognition, just because most of us are working in a state where we really need to address a lot of the lifestyle factors um, in order to optimize uh, performance and productivity. So, um, so this is sort of like a, a bit of a warning, but it, it's um, a fun and very, I think, different way of approaching the importance of these lifestyle factors and motivating in a different way than what we usually talk about, which is health risks, um, because it's much more about um, you know success and um, achieving goals, and that for a lot of people uh, resonates better than something that seems very, very distant and, and down the road. So that was a really fun talk. And I had a lot of people um, tell me afterwards how much they appreciated that message. And of course, was no surprise to me because um, as also an entrepreneur in this space, although I consider myself sort of an accidental entrepreneur, um, you know, I've also gone through the ringer in terms of trying to understand how to balance this with being a mom and a wife and uh, and having, you know, four autoimmune diseases and requiring certain uh, diet and lifestyle uh, aspects to be dialed in in order to maintain my health. So I totally understand that balance. And I've, I've worked really hard to be in a place where I have uh, a more resilient uh, body and brain so that I can do things like go to uh, a conference and have four incredibly intense long days and, you know, still still be somewhat uh okay at the other side which i'm knocking on wood right now just hear it there we go um but yeah so that was that was how we started the conference was a 14 hour day um doing the health entrepreneurs event and then uh paleo effects was i was most i i spent the entire time on the floor they had a a vip lounge for all of the speakers to hang out and recharge that i never even saw because uh, I spent the entire time talking with people. Um, I met some great new vendors who are some, doing some really cool stuff in this space. So um, I'll be talking about them more on my website in the upcoming months as we sort of develop relationships. And I have some opportunity to to research what they're doing in a little bit more depth, which because I always like to vet everything and try everything personally for a while before I um, share about whether or not I'm in love with them. And um and I also just got to meet just just tons of people like it was for me, it was that I mean, that is the highlight. And that's why I go to these conferences. But uh, but I loved it. Um, and then <laughs> it's like nothing I was doing was, was filmed. My talk Sunday afternoon was not filmed. I know I was so sad because it was I, I it was such a good talk. Like I was so in the zone and um, we had at one point in the talk where it was because I was on the the on-ramp stage was just on the vendor floor. And I've been catering my talks to the on-ramp stage the last couple of years because people who just get an exhibit pass can still see it. It used to be the stage that was live streamed and it wasn't this year. They just switched it on me. I didn't know that. Um, so then more people outside of the conference could see it. And so I've always liked being able to be on the on the on-ramp stage just because it's just it's the most accessible stage, right? There's There's a lot more people who get to see it because you can get just the exhibitor ticket and you can see it if you don't come to the event at all. And this year, not only was it not the live stream stage, they didn't even film that stage, but we had this one moment. So I had this, um, it was standing room only, which made me feel really great. And there was some people just started like singing at the other end of the exhibit floor. And it was like really kind of strange, like this like opera at the other end. And then some people just like were cheering for the whatever opera singers were like randomly broke out in a song. 
And so I, I, I turned to my audience and I said, uh, you know, you guys can cheer for me like that too, which was, you know, just me being tongue in cheek, but then they all cheered. And it was just one of those, you know how like cheering just makes you feel good. Like there's like, just like laughing or smiling will make you feel good. Like dancing, cheering, right. There are certain things that just inherently make everyone feel amazing. So it just like totally like brought the energy of my entire talk up because the audience's energy just like exploded in that moment. And then, and then was, that was all she wrote. I just like knocked it out of the park after that. I actually had a couple people afterwards and this is, um, just one of, I, I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know how many talks you've seen, but they literally said that I was the, the most entertaining and engaging speaker they'd ever seen, which is such a, a deep, deep honor because it's something that I, I work very hard at my public speaking skills. And, um, and so I felt, I felt just really appreciative and, and honored to receive that kind of, uh, just such enthusiastic feedback. But then I also was like, have you, if you ever like watched Ted talks online, cause those guys are pretty awesome usually, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, I mean, I'm, I know I'm like talking a mile a minute about how amazing the conference was, but I, I really just, uh, I loved every minute of it. Um, I got to meet um, some new influencers like uh, Dr. Joe McCola and JJ Virgin, and they're both amazing people. Um, I got to meet some new, some like, are new to me, not new people, but uh, new-ish people in the functional medicine sphere, like Dr. Vincent Pedre, Dr. Ann Shippey. Um, I got to meet uh, Dr. Ben Lynch. So like, it was just like, there was just like, it was expanding um, that the, the, and I think Paleo FX does a really good job every year of sort of bringing in uh, people in tangential areas, sort of alternative health that um, have, very compatible philosophies, but maybe aren't part of this like core paleo thought leaders group. And so getting to meet them and, um, you know, being already familiar with their work, it, that was just really cool to be able to, to connect with, with, um, a broader group of, of thought leaders and influencers. So it was, it was, it was wonderful. And I'm exhausted because I, I did not practice good self-care <laughs> after talking about it on the first day while I was there. Um, I didn't take a break. Um, most days I barely got any food until the evening. I did not get enough sleep. I, um, you'll Stacey, you'll be proud of me. I, I drank quite a bit of alcohol. I, I, when you when you told me earlier, I did a little like woo woo raise the roof. <laughs> Although I I talk a good game, I was just messaging someone because I myself am traveling out for a conference, like at the butt crack of dawn tomorrow morning, and um, <laughs> we were both chatting about how exhausted we were. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a bloody mary at the airport," and I said, "I don't drink on days that I fly." So as much as I talk a good game. <laughs> I actually don't. I did. I now I drank a lot at the conference, but I did not drink either of the days I actually traveled. Yeah. So, so this I know. I'm, if I don't explain this, I'm going to get a lot of questions about it. I have just learned that my body does not do well with like air pressure changes and everything else that's happening with flying, and adding on the detox requirements of consumption of alcohol. Like it's just, I don't know what that mechanism is. I can't help you figure it out if it works for you. I'm just, I have learned because I've done so much flying in the last couple of years that I do so much better if I don't have alcohol on days that I fly. So 
Um, I do and will enjoy martinis. That's my new favorite beverage. Um, because, and P.S. I get the olives without pimentos because I'm still a nightshade free girl. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll I'll have those like I'm sure you did on the days that, you know, will work for me. Have- and then drink yeah. lots and lots of water on the days that I fly as well as I have um, epic beef liver bites and stuff like that in my bag because I'm a nutrient dweeb like that as we all oh. are. I was really lucky that Dry Farm Wines catered all of the events, um, all of the part the parties. I like they're called events, right? Let's just call them what they are: the parties um, in the evening that that I went to, like the speakers' dinner and um, the uh, soiree on the first night that the Health Entrepreneurs event morphed into. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with what they do. I'm, I'm giving them obviously like a free plug here, but um, their whole thing is that they they seek out wines from various parts of the world that are, um, you know, there have to be a low uh, carbohydrate, so they don't have a lot of sugars in them other than the alcohol, but they're low alcohol, they're low sulfite. Um, I can't remember what other, they have like a whole like eight different things that they look for. And so their wine that um, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't wreck you the way like a normal cheap bottle of wine from the store uh, typically does. And so that was a, like a real saving grace. But talking about like why not drinking on travel days, this is one of the things that I've started talking about lately um, at my local gym because uh, it's something I don't think that a lot of people realize is that there's different forms of stressors. So there's like psychological stressors like traffic and deadlines and, you know, snotty teenagers. And then there's, um, uh, chemical uh, stressors like tobacco, like alcohol, like environmental exposures. Um, there is physical stressors like sitting all day, which you are doing on an airplane, uh, but also, you know, workouts would be a physical stressor, um, non-ergonomic, you know, chairs and keyboards and things would be a physical stressor. And um, and those stresses are additive. So the body doesn't actually tell the difference between them. So we think about stress as just being the psychological stuff, but it's additive on top of a chemical stressor like alcohol and a physical stressor like sitting all day. Uh, environmental stressors also are things like noise, crowds, uh, bright lights, uh, or really dim rooms. Like, And you're getting all of those types of environmental stressors in an airport and airplane as well. Strangers are an environmental stressor. So, um, so you end up compounding like multiple types of, of stressors. And so what happens is your stress response skyrockets, which makes your ability to do things like fight infection really low, um, which is why people get sick after a day of traveling. That That's so common. It also doesn't help that those environments do, like you're around so many people that if something's going around, chances of you being exposed to that infectious agent are really high. So it's one of the things that I've been talking about with a couple of um women at my gym who also sort of struggle with autoimmune disease and when things get stressful around the holidays or whatever, they find, um, you know, like I do, that I really have to pull back the intensity of my workouts to compensate because my psychological stress is getting higher. Therefore, I can't put as much physical stress on my body. So you, Stacey, have sort of intuitively figured out 
that adding this chemical stressor to the mix of all of these other stressors on a travel day is like that one, that one thing too many that like tips the cart. Um, but I, 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 I just kind of wanted to, you know, got to bring some science, even if it's just a, um, like, well, I'm glad you were there. and just for the record, I didn't give you a heads up about it and we didn't even pause for you to Google. You just had this. Oh yes. Yeah. That is in my head at all times. Uh, as I mean, to be fair, so is probably ninety-five percent of the stuff that we actually talk about. But um, oh no, that's an overestimate. I do prepare for for our sciencey shows. I don't know what percent of the stuff that you put me on the spot of is in my head or not. So, speaking of, I'm super jazzed about the science show of what I asked you to talk about for next week. Oh, is that next week that we're, that we've given me this deadline now? Well, okay. can it be? Can try because I've already gotten several requests from people about the show, and when I told them that we were going to record it soon, I got a lot of jazz hands back. <laughs> so, listeners, guys, let's put the pressure I, on Sarah. I just want to say that soon in podcast world is typically I consider it a three month window. <laughs> so, not soon when the request does it- comes from me. This is not a listener question. <laughs> Mine is right. prioritized at the top of the list. <laughs> I, I, we do have a couple of other listener questions that I that I also think are really fascinating that I want to get to in the not too distant future. Um, but I suppose they could be bumped a week for the sake of cool science, of which I currently know nothing, and will have to 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 dig into the reading for like three or four hours before I know enough to actually sound like I have anything to say in a podcast, but that's fine. That's and it totally, totally falls that. into one of the two categories that you claimed that I always choose. I think it was last week um, on the baby wipes episode. You said to me that I always only choose one of two things. One debunking woo woo stuff or two, Hey, check out this cool sciencey thing. And so listeners, you're <laughs> going to have to guess which bucket of category this falls under. Well, we recently did a check out this cool sciencey thing. Yep. So it's time to balance that one out. Definitely. So Sarah, I know that you must be exhausted after all of the awesomeness that you've had going on the last few days. And I believe I summoned you from a nap in order to record this <laughs> podcast. So I, given that we're going to have an awesome show in the very near future and that I too am uh, preparing for travel myself, we are going to call this a show. I know normally we, we have a specific topic or answer a question for you guys, but we like our check-in shows to at least offer some sort of interest for you. So I really enjoyed hearing about your self-care talk. You know that that's a topic near and dear to my heart. So I love that you tackled the science of it, especially to us type A entrepreneurs who need the reminder pretty I'm not going to say more than anybody, but (laughs) at least just as much as anybody. Um, So thank you for recapping that. I look forward to seeing with uh, whatever you pulled together to share with everyone who missed all your talks. Um, And anything else you want to tell people before we, we jump into the time warp of next week when we'll be back with all kinds of new updates in science. While I still have some voice, I think it's like progressively getting worse and worse and worse the more I talk on this episode. I, can you tell? It's like getting deeper and deeper. It's You uh, know I love me a Fleetwood Mac voice. Right. Well, here you go. Enjoy it now. <laughs> Hopefully I will have recovered by next week. It goes um, with my Stevie Nicks wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I um I'm in uh I'm in self care week now because I I didn't um practice the same boundaries while I was away at this conference as I normally have in my normal life. So I'm. I'm taking the I'm taking the week easy. Um, I have I specifically made sure that my my schedule was was fairly flexible and I didn't have a lot of you know interviews or, or deadlines this week. And um, and so just so everyone knows, like as much as I talked about like just working way too hard over the conference that I. Um, I, I believe I kept it reined in enough that uh, I'm going to recover and I'm going to bounce back really quickly. I did get ten and a half hours sleep last night, so uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I can't quite. It's a little bit too late to get quite that now, but I am going to go straight to bed. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just um, I think I want to just um, encourage our listeners who have maybe been thinking about this conference to like you know, block it off. They haven't exactly, I don't think they've exactly announced the dates for next year. Um, but they're typically towards the end of April. Uh, every, they've done a couple in May, but I think they've, they've decided to pull back to, to April dates and, um, and yeah, it's, it's a wonderful event and I get a lot of out of it every year. And I think it's, it's really like an overwhelming amount of material for a lot of people. They do have a live stream service that you can sign up for. You can see all of the talks that were on the keynote stage. Both of um, the panels that I was on, I was on the State of the Paleo Union panel with Mark Sisson, Rob Wolf, Chris Kresser, Joe Mercola, and JJ Virgin, uh, at, during which – uh, um, Michelle Norris, uh, one of the co-organizers of the conference uh, and the CEO of PaleoFX, put me on the spot and asked about ketogenic diets. So there's an excellent uh, me disagreeing with Rob and Chris and Mark and Joe uh, on this panel. So that was awesome, um, but with some really good science. So I, I handled the situation very well, uh, and I am actually – in the in the middle of of putting together some more blog posts about some of the new uh, keto research that actually shows it's an even worse idea than I thought it was a few years ago. So um, look out for that. It's probably a few weeks away, but I'm going to try and wrap that up soon. Uh, and then the other panel I was on was a gut microbiome panel um, with uh, Vincent and Bill, who I just mentioned. Uh, and Anne Shippey, who I just mentioned, and also was um, David Perlmutter and Chris Kresser and myself was on that panel. So it was another sort of star-studded panel. Um, so that was those were the things that I that I did on the keynote stage. My talk was not filmed and not on the keynote stage, but you can sort of sign up. I don't know how much it costs, but we can make sure that we put links in the show notes to sign up for for streaming if you want to sort of check out some of the talks and some of the panels and see if maybe uh, it's a good fit for an event for you. But I, I find it to be a very uh, dynamic, um, potentially overwhelming with the amount of content event uh, every single year. And I highly recommend if it's uh, something you've been thinking about going next year. I'm already committed to going next year. So um, I will be there. So uh, And looking forward again to meeting more of our definitely more than six listeners. Awesome. Well, I'm, I have been to PaleoFX and highly recommend it, even though it's not my bag anymore. While it was my bag, it was awesome. And I know that the people and going for just that vendor floor is amazing to meet so many people and seeing so many new products. And I love following along on Instagram and seeing what people are sharing so that I can you know, start tracking when those things are going to be available this, to the this public. Was, this was the year of the biohack. 
like there were so many different uh, home fitness equipment that like makes your workouts way more um, efficient or uh, like, you know, like you, I know that I'm a big fan of the Juve, but this was um, there was a lot of different sort of wavelengths, photobiomodulation type devices that achieved different uh, goals. Like one was for meditation. There was a chair that um, had some kind of like electric current that went low level electric current that went through your body to energize you. Like, I don't know that I haven't looked up the science and all of these things. I'm just sort of reporting the type of stuff that was there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was sort of like the, th- there was all the, like the normal, like a lot of our, our favorite vendors and then, uh, probiotic foods. That was the other big highlight in terms of the vendor floor this year. So it's, it's really neat to see how, um, you know, what kind of new things are coming. And so again, second, I second your, your, uh, your recommendation of the vendor floor. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping in everybody. And as always, we'll be back again next week. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Hopefully with a voice. Thank you for listening to the Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. See, I'm tired and my brain's not working. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.